ladies and gentlemen, fuck boys and girls, mommies and zaddies. After a brief hiatus, I'm back and sassier than ever. Excited as fuck to drop episode five for you. Before we dive in, I want to note some exciting changes. First, the wonderful, beautiful, witchy Ashley and her unrivaled bat ears will no longer be joining us every week. But don't worry, everything is good. Life happens, life gets busy, and hey, you never know, there may be something more in store for us in the future. But as of right now, we're going in the most insane direction ever. You guys, I'm doing a comeback tour. Starting with episode 5, the one that you're about to hear, you will be hearing real first-time reactions from friends, both old and new. To be honest, about three weeks ago, I had a moment. I was sitting in my bedroom, planning my episodes, simultaneously, you know, just texting my friends that are local because I just got news that Ashley couldn't host anymore. And I'm trying to be, you know, productive, think ahead, plan. And every single one of them couldn't. And when I say that that broke me, I'm not lying. I used to be the social butterfly of my group. I never, ever had to tackle hard times alone. But now I sit here in my room looking at my cell phone. And I'm like, who the fuck do I call? There's nobody around me. Everybody that I would be with on a regular basis lives in a different state or is no longer in my life. The social anxiety is real, y'all. To clarify, my friends used to call me mommy. Like, that was their nickname for me. For a plethora of reasons, But, like, I was mommy to all of my friends and a few men, if you know what I'm saying. Since that day three weeks ago, I've consciously been putting myself in social situations that feel absolutely uncomfortable. And guess what? I met a wonderful music teacher from New York City. This badass military wife from Texas, who I swear to God never, ever ages. I met an insanely fun Marine veteran who can fucking hang, you guys. And I met who I can only describe as a real-life New York-Italian Batman, whose support has reignited areas of my creative brain that I don't think that I've ever accessed. I met the most endearing, supportive, fellow Aquarius raver. Also, playlist extraordinaire, whose living room dance party cleansed my fucking soul. I met a soul sister who's been right under my nose this whole time here in Chicago. I met a true twin flame, fellow Chicago badass bitch, whose serendipitous entry into my life can only be described as divine intervention. Seriously, unbelievable timing. 
But you guys, that's not it. A comeback tour would not be complete without journeying back. And I mean way the fuck back. So join me and my friends in finding mommy again as we dive right back in to the motherfucking tea. Okay. So, we're live. Today, we're starting something new. It's very exciting. I have new co-hosts, I guess you guys are. <laughs> I guess for the day, yeah. Yeah. And how long have we known each other? Oh my gosh, probably like kindergarten, first grade. How Wait, old are you in kindergarten? I don't even like, honestly. Like, did you go to pre- the seven, preschool program eight? with us? Probably. At, at West Leiden? No, probably not. Roy School kindergarten. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah. Definitely kindergarten. kindergarten. Yeah, so like th- like third. No. Like We went to the same school in 25 years. But at least. Yes. At least. Yeah, maybe 30. Don't let me do math cuz oh I, I know I'm like if we're 3 <laughs> don't in say kindergarten. That. We, we, that sounds so old now. I know. But if but truthfully like are you 3 in kindergarten? No, you have to be like That's preschool five, maybe. Should five. I google it? That's yeah. like 20 27 years. That's yeah, still we'll that's ridiculous. That's a whole ass human. I feel like if you have to say you've known somebody for at least 25 <laughs> years, you feel old then. Oh. <laughs> if I say I know someone for 10 years, I'm like, "Oh, yeah. yeah. You're getting up there. You're 5 years old in kindergarten. 4 or 5." Yeah, I had a feeling like Still like five. Yeah, that's wild. So yeah, um, we used to have like sleepovers at your house when we were kids in your little clubhouse in your backyard. I know, and we lived on the same street. Yeah, yeah. We used to like play tag throughout the whole neighborhood. It was, that was cool <laughs> growing up, North Lake, Illinois, dude. How much has changed from then to now? You oh would, my god. You would make us melt snow <laughs> on your radiator, <laughs> and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're making water. This is so great." You have like, to drink this. Oh my we were god. We're really roughing it in the backyard. Just really roughing it in that clubhouse with electric, right? I know. Oh my god, so done. <laughs> but yeah, so I have like my two like probably oldest friends, honestly, with me here today. We got Brittany and we have Jenny. Yes. So you guys say hello. 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 World. I feel honored to be a part of this today. Oh, it's yeah. fun and it's weird and it's crazy and like we're just gonna have a conversation. Yeah, like so life is crazy. We left off I'm gonna say last week, but it's probably gonna be like three weeks ago when this airs. Um we were ramping things up with like the business, like OnlyFans and stuff like that. We were I was le- making it legit. I made a business bank account, all of those kind of things. He had quit his job at Paychecks. Um, I was still working, but I was also, like, doing that, like, very actively for him. And he was just kind of, like, sitting in the office, like, camming basically all day. Camming, Halo, video games, and... Well, you were back to work. Gambling, yeah, for sure. And I was working from home, but, like... I was probably spending more time trying to, like, get help him than I was actually doing my job, to to be fair. It was probably more of a distraction at home. For sure. So, we're looking at timeline. July 2023, um, we took a trip to Las Vegas. So, that's where he's from. And we went to one of his favorite casinos. And we always drove everywhere, so we drove there. 
um, it was nice. We were we were married, you know, and like he's taking pictures and posting them like my wife, and I felt really special. We were playing tennis together. He like taught me blackjack like out by the pool, and like the fact that he was like including me in on the gambling, like it made me feel special because that was like his thing. And like while I didn't like it. If I felt like if I was a part of it, then I could kind of control it a little bit. When it's your money, you're right. like, I need some control. Um, and that was also probably like a connection you guys were forming doing that. And totally. you felt connected to him more so doing that. Yeah, I mean, like, I will say some of like the happiest times that I've had with Dick were if we were sitting at a blackjack table. And I know that that's so weird to say, but like, you can't have your phones out. You're right. sitting next to each other. I I have to ask him for help. Like, what do I do now? You know, and so we're, like, interacting and engaging. And, like, if we were winning, like, hey, that was even better. But, like, we you felt present. Put, yeah, like, he was there and he was paying attention to me. Yeah. And, like, also I was getting affirmation a lot if I was winning. Like, good job. And he, he was probably on a high, too, mm-hmm. gambling with you there. So he was, like, as high as he could be like adrenaline wise yeah like in that mo- yeah absolutely um so we love Elenium and I think that Elenium was playing at Omnia the club and his friend Matt who's like his best friend that he always kind of goes and runs away with um was like I can get his tickets so let's go okay well like I had never been to this club in Vegas like I haven't been to a lot of clubs in Vegas but I was excited because it was like a club with Elenium and not like a big festival. So I felt like very intimate and we got there and like, he kind of like with everything. It's like, he hypes it up so much. He, he's like, you want to do this? It'll be so fun. Says that we're going to get, you know, in for free, whatever. We don't get in for free. We have to pay. So that was dumb. But then also he was like, sad Sally like walking around like wasn't having a good time and I'm just like why do you ruin everything after he just hyped it up yeah so do you think one of the reasons that he would he'd hype it up hype it up and then you'd get there because it seems to be a pattern where he's very excited you get there and then he has to use money to do something like was he anticipating one of his financial backers to pay for this event, which is why it was so exciting. I would say that Matt is a financial backer in a lot of sense, and I think that I think that Matt really thinks that he's way more connected in Vegas than he is. Yeah. And so when that fell through, and maybe you're right, right? Like it would then fall back on him as the is man it, in the yeah. relationship that he would have to um, fund all of that. It's funny that you say that, though, because, like, he didn't really drink. Like, he was not a drinker. Once in a while, like, if he was doing, like, drugs and partying or raves or whatever, he'd be like, I want a vodka, whatever. So I remember going to the bar with Matt, and again, never been to this, like, club ever. So I'm like, go up, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, hey, can I get a vodka Sprite? Okay. Yeah, that'll be $57. And I remember, he, that's actually, that that's so weird. That's actually why he started being in, like, a shit mood. Because he was like, did you just really, like, $57? And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, 
I'm not going to drink when we're here. Like, I'm not going to have a good time. Like, I don't understand. Right, you're not going to show up there and do absolutely nothing. Yeah, like, oh, I have a water. Like, even a water is probably $12. Right. But, yeah, he was actually really angry about the... And I think that I bought two. I bought him one because I was being nice. And he was like, are you fucking serious? Like, That's normally what you do when you go out. You, you and your partner get... And, like, wasn't he making money at this time? Exactly. Doing what he loves? Yeah, but if it's, like... Spending but if it's on, on you, it's right. not, it's not. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not okay. Which is just so insanely crazy because there's been so many opportunities throughout the story where he could have like, I don't know, like get a medicine perfume while I'm shopping with my sugar daddy. Right. Like, any kind of outward sign of like, I'm, like I'm there's some niceness you. in here. I'm yeah. not all yeah. shitty. Yeah. So he wasn't into it. You know, I was kind of like dancing with you know, Matt, and truthfully, like, I felt, started to feel, like, very, like, connected to Matt, because we were, we liked the same music, and, like, when Dick would be kind of, like, a bump on a log, then we could go run off, and, yeah. you know, he's gay, and so it's, like, we so could you felt be fun. Yeah, yeah, I felt totally comfortable, and I thought that he, like, he liked me, like, he seemed like he included me in on our conversations and stuff, so that was probably... Friday, and then I believe that the following day was when we went to Excess for Rufus DeSoul, another DJ. Um, and Excess is like a night swim thing, and you're outside, and there's DJ, and it's just like everyone's in bathing suits. Like very a big pool party. Chill pool party, but nighttime. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. Um, the music was not like what we expected, and so we were just kind of like, we're going to go home, like whatever. So we went back early. Um, I think that, like, the 4th of July, he wanted to wait to see the fireworks, but then, kind of, this always happens where, like, all of a sudden he's like, no, let's just go. Like, like, he plans stuff, and then he's like... Kind of like, your hopes are up, you guys are making plans together. Yeah, I'm like, I thought we were gonna see fireworks, he's like, no, let's just get on the road now, and I'm like, we came here for the 4th of July. Like, we did two shows. That is the 4th of July. We gotta see the fireworks, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Um, so we got back to AZ and, you know, so like in like the sex work world, um, which I know this like way too well now, but you have to like make sure that like you stand out. Everybody and their mom is putting naked pictures of of themselves on the internet. There's not a lot of guys that do it. And so like me being me with like marketing and sales and like very like creative outside of the box kind of thoughts on how we could make that happen, I was like, we really need to make sure that you're, you're taking content, whether that's photos or videos or whatever it is. And also I had said to him, cause he has a Twitter account where he was just posting like full nude stuff. And I'm like, why will, seriously answer me this question, Dick. Like, why would anybody pay for your OnlyFans? If you're posting If stuff you're posting all of the goods on Twitter for free. Like, oh yeah. So, like, I made him go through his Twitter and kind of remove everything that was something that people would pay for. Like, we would call it premium content. And we started to kind of, like, create that path where, like, it was, like... You want to put the teasers on right, Twitter, like, not the full thing. Right, exactly. Like, the social media was the tease. You pull you in. Boom, you're there. They subscribe, you have them for a month, whatever. And the same thing with, like, camming. Although on camming, you could pay instantly and, and kind of get whatever you want. But he's working consistently. Like, every day, wake up, 8 a.m., 
would be in there sometimes till like midnight. And initially I was like, that's so great, you know, because he really was making a lot of money the first, gosh, I don't know, the first month, probably like 15 to $20,000. And it was like crazy because I was like, oh wow, this could really, because I was skeptical at first, like, yeah. okay, this really could be a thing. And he would leave the door open but then if he was, like, on private calls, maybe where something would have to, like, go beyond just the basic shirtless flexing thing, right? He would close the door. Now, like, let's be honest, I could log on to the site and just see what he was doing. Like, if I wanted to from my computer, like, I, the privacy, I think, was just, like, a mental thing. Like, I don't want to be doing this in front of her. Right. Or so I thought. Um, but then he would just leave the door closed. And I'm out here working... And I would get off work, and I would make dinner, and he would still be in there. And he'd be like, hey, like, dinner's ready. Like, okay, like, bring it to me in here. And just started being like that. He, like, lived in that like room. Like, he isolated himself in there. Like. Isolated himself in that room. Because, you know, what is he addicted to? Money. If he could be making money, if he had a camera on him all day, every day, he would. Because that's who he is as a person. Do you think he has a root, like, a money... Issue, like a root of it from growing up or just the way he was raised? So, yes, 100%. I think truthfully, like, everybody always talks about what his sexuality is. And they're like, oh, he's gay. Oh, he's bi. Like, I don't think that he even has a sexuality that is any of those. I think that he's sexually attracted to money. Like, I think that getting money is, like, what does it for him. And whatever the vehicle is, like, he will ride it. Like... There's, I don't know, I forget what the term is. I put it on the Instagram. It's something with a T. There's, like, a, like this obsession with money. I could see that with him. Yeah, and fast money, too. It's not like, he's not a long game guy. Like, Otherwise, he'd have a job with he'd a have secure a job, 401k. He'd have a, and... Yeah, like, he would leave, if he did have a 401k, which he did at, at paychecks, right? He'd cash out immediately. Like, why would you do that? Right. It'll grow, you know? Like, you would be doing things that would benefit you in like the long run, totally. If you were, not but he can't be. wait though. And the reason they can't wait is because he's a gambler. So it's just a vicious cycle that feeds itself. And so you know you have the adult content. You know if it's, if we're looking at it in a circle, you have the adult content here. Okay, you make some money, small amounts of money through your OnlyFans, like your camming. At at first it wasn't small. At first it was very big. And that feeds into the gambling. And the Mm -hmm. hope is then that, like, you'll gamble and double that, right? Let's just say that's the worst possible scenario. Well, he would just lose it. And so then you get to this other side of the circle, and you just start over. Every week was just another, like, just churning of starting over. That's just, like, crazy to me that somebody can live like that and and just be like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I could never just not have stability of some sort. Like, you're just flying, flying, flying by, whatever happens. You've mentioned it multiple times throughout the last episodes, just having to pay for bills and rent. Oh, And it's okay to do whatever you want to do as long as you have that other money set to the side. For sure. Like, my thought always was, like, okay, I know that there are people who, like, play... Poker, right? Professional poker players for a living, and you're like, okay, well, they're obviously not degenerate gamblers because they continue to 
do it. Like, and if they were, they probably wouldn't be able to buy in for the tournaments and stuff. But you win forty thousand dollars, put thirty in a take care of your responsibilities. It was like the exactly. responsibilities. Like once he got those big wins or made a lot of money camming, whatever it was, it was like he was just very. Um, elated and high mm-hmm. and so then he wasn't worrying about the bills and so right. he didn't pay them and so but he was like doubling up on his bets though because once you win a lot you're gonna win a lot more you know it's almost like he gets high from the from money the mm-hmm. instant gratification of that but also affirmations mm-hmm. and being on camera and right. only fans mm-hmm. and like just the attention people are giving him totally he needs that external validation 100 percent money and also i mean it, I mean, from his own mouth or fingertips, right? Like, you can read the things that he says and thinks about himself. And so if somebody thinks and writes in their bio, like, Alpha God, you would assume that they have a God complex, that they think that they're better than everyone else. And, yeah, I think he truly thinks that he's the best at everything. Hands down, like, nobody's better than him. Like, gambling... I, I don't know how he can justify that truthfully with how much money he's lost, but I know for a fact that he's like, yeah, like, this is going to win. It's a lock for sure. Like, like okay, yeah, he's said that 9,000 times. Yeah, affirmations are great to, yeah. to say good things about yourself, but he might need to reevaluate where he's at because clearly yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> not aligning. It, this ain't it. Like, you're not <laughs> that good at it, you know? Um, so, like... Let's say this is July. We're saying we're in, like, the middle of July now, I guess, okay? And my, like, funnel, my process of camming, seeing a large audience, sucking that down into OnlyFans, and then the next part of it was really getting those, like, high-dollar clients that were kind of the one-on-one experiences. Mm -hmm. Virtually one-on-one, but, like, that was actually panning out. And, like, he had had existing relationships in the past, that he would just, like, maintain, and when he would get back into it, he would reach out. A few of those came through. But I remember specifically, like, one night he's like, oh, I have to do a call. And I was like, and it was late. It was after he had gotten off camera. Like, okay, like a, like a work call, like a, like a video. And he's like, yeah. He's like, this guy, like, he says that he wants to, like, buy me stuff, like, in real time. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like they're shopping online together? Yeah, like, he's on, he used, like, Skype, like, video Skype. So he would be on video. I don't think this guy actually had his camera on. I think that he was just watching Dick. Okay. Um, But he had his audio on so he could talk to him. And this specific instance, he left the door open. And so he's kind of just sitting there. And this gentleman, like, because they all have their thing, right? Which now that I get to get into this really fun part, like, they all have some sort of weird kink or, like, request. Of course. And this specific person... Um, his thing was sneakers and, like, boxers. Like, like did briefs. he only want him just in sneakers he and boxers? He only wanted him in, like, high-top, like, J's and, like, very, like, loud print boxer briefs. And, some and like, hats, too. Like, oh like gosh, baseball hats. Yeah. It was really, really wild. But so, so bizarre. So, like, he would be in, in there on the call with this person, and he was, right, because he's going to have a call, right? And all of a sudden, um, like, seeing him walk around the house naked was, like, not our, like, 
I'm like, okay, just another day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but he would come out, and then he would run upstairs, and I was like, what are you doing? He's and he was like, oh, I gotta get more. Like, he would make, the guy would, like, request that he, like, changed. It was, like, a fashion show of, like, underwear oh and, like, high-top, like, gym <laughs> shoes. Yeah. That's so funny. What was he paying him for this? So, that's, good thing you bring that up. Um, so I'm pretty sure that on this specific call that he made, like, $2,500, and he had told me... I'd be me, running up those stairs, too. Dude, right? <laughs> I know. Like, you want me to... I'll go buy some right now. I have more. Um, the, and that was just in the cash that this guy had sent over. He also had bought um, clothes and, like, more shoes and underwear so that the next time you're on the call, he can wear those ones. Was this a repeating person? It was a repeating person, Yeah. But this was, like, the first time since he had started it all back up again that this person was, like, emerging and I was finding out about him. Also, this is interesting, too. He had asked Dick about me, and I heard that. So that must mean he was either reoccurring from previously in yeah, the house, like, or... It, or had had some sort of communication leading up to it, like, hey, they, I got married, mention, yeah. like, hey, things have changed a bit, you know, like, and remember, I had said to him, like, I'm okay with you doing this as long as everyone knows that I exist and that you respect our relationship and that nothing is physical, like, you're being an actor, you're providing a service, like, okay, fine. Essentially, as long as all these appointments are virtual. Right. These are my boundaries. Don't cross them. Right. He's like, okay, yeah. So this person says, like, oh, can I meet your wife? And I'm like... Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, I did it anyways, of course. Like, I literally, like, poked my head in the office, and I was like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm, I'm not naked. Right. You know, I'm just in clothes, and, like, I'm just kind of standing over his shoulder, and he's like, oh, wow, you're so beautiful. And I was like, oh, thanks. And something about, like, this whole, I knew that this person was buying him stuff, um, I was like, what are you going to get me? <laughs> like, I said that to the guy. I was like, are you going to get me anything? And he's right. like, oh, you you want something? And the guy, like, perked up. And I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Like, <laughs> he like, opened another door. Husband, he, wife, fashion show. Yeah. Go like, put some. He had. He, do you have any high tech toys? <laughs> uh, do you think he would have wanted you in boxers as well? Or, I, la- or lingerie would have done it with the high tops? <sighs> I don't know. I think that he, I'm pretty sure that this guy is gay. Like, I, you know, and so I don't really understand that, like, Probably the want to dress for you me. guys like little dolls. Yeah, it's true. It's just like playing dress up. I actually was like, yeah, I want these shoes and I want this tennis outfit. And they actually showed up, which is funny. I love so that's it. The first I mean, thing at least that, you got something out of it. Right? For once, man. Like, Keep I, that one around. Yeah, so... Like, the end, that guy was actually pretty respectful in the grand scheme of the clients. Like, right. Because he would ask, like, I, I could hear the call sometimes, and he would be like, how's Amanda? Like, how's your marriage? Like, right. what's going on? You know, like, I, not that I appreciate any of them, because in the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like, You're they still... were still fucking up my relationship. But, like, he was one that actually always kind of talked about me, which I made me feel special. Um... So he gets all this money, and, um, of course, what does he want to do? He wants to go on a trip. And I'm like, is this another pattern? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, why don't, we go to, why don't we go to L.A.? We can go see a Dodgers game. And I'm like, okay, you want to get on an airplane, buy tickets, hotel, and it was, let's say it was Thursday or Friday, we would go there Saturday, come home. Like, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
whenever he would have these moments of like you almost like manicky kind of I would just try and like suggest something that was like equally as fun less expensive mm-hmm but so I suggested why don't we do a staycation like we live in Scottsdale we could go and get the you know the Arizona resident rate we'll go stay somewhere nice because I can get friends and family and marry yeah. or something so we looked up the JW, I think it was Camelback, which is like the oldest property, and I had worked there before. And we got a really nice, like, room. The dogs came with us. We went to the pool. Um, so he ended up agreeing to he it. He did agree to it. Yeah, he agreed to it. And I think Wimbledon, it was actually right around the time of Wimbledon. So maybe my time, my dates are off a little bit, but no, that's right, July. Um, we watched that in the room. Then we had dinner. <laughs> so... When it's time to get the folio at the end of the stay, like, I had discussed the pricing with him before. And I was like, okay, normal rate is, like, $500 a night. We get it for, like, $199. Like, so we're going to stay here for three days. Like, this is, like, he does math, so he should know. <laughs> Dude lost his mind. But he you was like, also have, like, such a good deal with that compared to what, if you're paying full price. Also, if we would have went to L.A., like... It would have been way over that. Yeah, so much over that. But that's how it, that's what he does though is he like he like zooms in on shit that I do wrong but not even wrong but like zooms in on picks apart things that I do and what he had said was he was like all I wanted to do was go to LA we could have driven there and got fifteen dollar seats at Dodger Stadium and I'm like but that's not what you said you wanted to do you said you wanted to fly and I'm like we we talked about this do you not remember that conversation and he's like you're just always trying to anything I want to do. You're just trying to hijack it, and yeah, it's just... Sounds like he's flipping the story around, like, to Always. when it backfires on something he's not enjoying. Always. What do they call that? It's like word salad or something, if you're talking about, like, narcissistic personality disorder. Like, throwing in things, like, never answering the question, never really talking about one thing, and just kind of, like, circle jerking, like, the issue. And if you guys would have went to L.A., there would have been something he would have complained about, just, like, mm-hmm. the drink at the club. There could have been some anything that Anything that I would have done... Even if it was, like, out of the goodness of my heart, like, it would have just been, I'm trying to take over. You're just such a better person than me. <laughs> like, you know how many people say that? They're like, and I'm like, I don't, truthfully, I'll say this. When I was married before, like, I was, like, a fucking screamer. Like, I was, like, I was kind of like my mom growing up. Like, we yell, and we throw things, and we break things. And I think after I got out of that relationship, and I said that if I ever find myself in another one, that I feel like this is the one, like, I'm going to be completely opposite. Because at least if I try to be the opposite, I'll land, like, somewhere in between. But what I really did, truthfully, is, like, I just repressed all, Mm -hmm. like, I should get angry at a lot of the stuff that has happened. Yeah, like, emotions are not bad. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I think you just did a complete 180 and then you found a very very nice little rock to Mm -hmm. go under yep because it felt safe and you just didn't say anything some of the stuff it's like say something I know well you probably saw your own behavior like you said from your previous marriage and you don't you didn't want to be that version of yourself again I also thought that like and again I I don't know how to explain it in like, it's hard to put it into words, but I just knew that, like, if I said to myself, like, I wanted to stay true to, like, what I wanted. Like, I, from the very beginning, was like, I don't want to swear. 
to each other. I don't want to swear. Because me and my ex did that. I was like, I, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So, like, I, I didn't want to swear. So, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I also didn't want to yell. So, I didn't. And I felt like if I held up my end of the bargain, that he would see that I was serious and that he would be better. Right. Like, that's truthfully what I thought. And, again, he you're feeling he's being honest with you, so giving benefit of the doubt that he was at rock bottom once, just like, we, you know, you were, we all were at some point, and you're hoping that... He's growing and becoming a better version of himself. Right. Absolutely. You know, it, it's just... And, you know, like what Brittany said is true. It's like I put my head in the sand a lot because I wanted to avoid arguments because I knew if it got to the point where there was an actual yelling argument. Then I was faced with this like, oh, I can't scream at you like I want to. You know, yeah. like it would take... It just... I don't like seeing red. I don't like being angry. I can be it, and I can do it really, really well. Right. But and anger is not a bad thing. It, it's just yeah, how it just you. It's how you project good it. On me. No, like, I just for some reason I just don't love like I used to, but I just and don't anymore. I don't know. Find your use your anger and like express it at home instead of with people, because then you're not blowing yeah. up on people. But yeah, I could see that. One hundred percent. So the funny thing about the trip to the staycation at the JW was that I think he talked to my mom the next day. And I remember... Did they call each other? They did. They texted a lot. They, you know, like, I had said to her, like, very upfront before we got married, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, he doesn't have a really, like, his family is kind of distant. And so, like, if you could, you know, be that, like, you're my mom, we're married. Like, she's like, yeah, like, he's my son now. Of course, like, I'll be motherly. Right. And she felt bad. Like, she's like, he doesn't have somebody to talk to that's, like, a parental figure. Okay, fine. Did that make you comfortable that they would talk to each other one-on-one? -on -one? Initially, yeah. But then also, too, like, there were times that, like, I had mentioned that my mom would be like, we have to talk. And I'd be like, okay, like, what? And she'd be like, I hear you're spending a lot of money. And I would be like, where the fuck you hear that from, dude? Because, like, I don't have money. Right. And then I would find out that, like, he was, he was like, telling my mom lies behind my back to try and, like, get her upset with me. Or, like, I'm not sure really what the That almost jeopardizes your relationship with your mom as well, not just with him. That's like, but, I, I mean, I think that that was the point. Like, yeah. I think that it was, like, he already drove my friends away. Who's next? Well... How can we get her all alone so that she completely is controlled by me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he had he had talked to my mom, and he had... I think maybe she saw pictures or something. Oh, you guys were, like, on vacation or what? And um, he's like, yeah, Amanda wanted to go to the JW. And it's like, oh, me? I did? Okay. All right, that's how we're that's how we're doing this. And, and he was like, yeah, and it ended up being, you know, like, $1,000... And she's, like, calls me and is, like, why the fuck do you have to keep doing that? Like, why are you spending so much money? Why are you, he's making money. Why are you spending all of it? And I'm, like, oh, my God, I can't win. That was a real, like, live interaction, too. Like, it wasn't, like, he called her and then she called me later. It was, like, he's on the phone with her and I'm right there. And so he's, like, not even giving a fuck about, like, just saying and lying leaving out important pieces of the story. Oh, did you also tell her about wanting to go to L.A.? No. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a common theme. Um, you know, as we get further into July, right, it's like 
he's just camming in Halo, camming in Halo, closing the door. Um, we had in the downstairs, it was, you would walk in that bedroom, what it was, but it was like his studio office now. And then if you go through it, there was a bathroom, which is kind of like the deepest part of the house. Um, however, the walls were kind of thin. And, like, I'm sneaky, because now I'm like, why are you keeping the door closed all the time? When he didn't initially. When he didn't initially. And now he's keeping them closed all the time. And also, again, I can see him live. And so if he says that he's camming, and I, like, log in just to see, like, oh, like, what's going on? How's the room looking? Whatever. If he's not sitting there, I'm like, where the fuck are you? So, like, I would be, like, listening. And then I'd, like, hear that he was having, like, sneaky, like, FaceTime calls, maybe they were with clients, but, like, he was being double sneaky because now he's, like, behind two doors, and I'm like, I don't like that because we're supposed to be being transparent. I'm helping you. And, like, if it's work, why are you hiding? Why are you hiding it? I guess, too, I think maybe I thought that he was, like, embarrassed to, like, be the, say the things that he has to say to these people in front of me, but I made it very clear to him, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. do it in front of me once so that you're comfortable with it so you don't have to act all weird. Right. You know? Because I, if this is going to be your new normal, let's get used to it. Right. Like, I'm helping you. This is, like, I ha- there's a business. So, like, I have to know all the pieces because if I don't know all the pieces, I don't know how much money's coming in. I don't know if, like, you're doing something to compromise the business, whatever. One of the things, the craziest, like, secret call that he took in the bathroom that I remember, like, the most vividly, dude, he was, like, quiet and I he was probably like flexing or like doing a show for this guy and the guy was like all right say it and I was like oh what's he gonna say and dick goes sir yes sir (laughs) and I'm like I'm like wait a minute is he saluting him too (laughs) I was like aren't you supposed to be the dom like are you a subordinate to the person on your phone like that's not very dom of you my guy right no wonder what is going on? And also, doors. is the guy, does he have an army kink? Like, is he, like, is he an ex-military? Like, I just want to know all the questions because it's so interesting to me. Yeah. So, like, he got done that day, and when he came out, I was just, like, all cheese, and I'm like, I can't wait to ask you these questions. And I was like, did you say sir? Yes, sir. And he's like, why the fuck are you listening to my calls? I go, you said it really loud. <laughs> and, like, I'm, ju- <laughs> like, I'm just interested. Like, I'm not trying to, like... Like, I'm not judging. Not trying to judge you or, like, embarrass you, but, like, you said, sir, yes, sir, and I want to know why. (laughs) You know, I want to tell you. If I I got to meet the guy in Cam that gave you $2,500 the other day, you can surely tell me about the guy who you're, like, saluting, like, you're in the military. Like, please. And also, it's funny to me. Like, I like the psychology of these people. What makes them want this kinker? Right. I love that. That's, like, forensic psychology to me is, like, you know, criminal minds, all that. Because they have some kind of trauma that makes them like something? Mm -hmm. I want to know why. Let me dig. 100%. That's the only reason why I was always so inquisitive about the clients. So, that one was really funny. Um, What else? Oh, yeah, this is a good one. (laughs) So, I'm helping him post the content to OnlyFans and... It's, I'm putting it on a schedule, so, like, I would do all of it for a month ahead of time, and it would just auto-post. Yeah, because to me, it's, like, process is good, let's be efficient, and, like, plan things out, and it was, like, pulling teeth trying to actually get content from him, like, new stuff, because what he does is he reuses old stuff. Like, it's, like, if you look at the stuff he's posting literally today, 
it's stuff that he took when we were together. Or even further, like 2016 stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why is anybody going to pay for the same washed up old, like, you? Yeah. You're not that great. Stop. <laughs> um, and he was like, so, you know, you, you seem like you're pretty, like, well-versed with the OnlyFans. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm pretty well-versed with, like, a lot of things that I learn and take time to, like, perfect. And he's like, well, you should make one. And I'm like, nah, you know, it's just, like, not really for me. And he's like, well, why? Like, are you too good? Like, you think you're too smart and you're too good? Like, that, I like, people who do OnlyFans are beneath you? And I go, fucking clearly not because I'm married to you, you idiot. Like, you know what I mean? You're clearly yeah. supporting him and making it known that you're yeah. trying to support and him. And so he's just, he really, really is, like, making me feel bad. And making me, like, and again, I'm I'm in this state of mind where it's, like, whatever he says, whatever, uh, you know, whatever makes him happy. And I made one, and there wasn't, like, a lot of, like, there wasn't, there was some boobs. There wasn't any, like, below-the-waist stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But I did it for, like, two or three months. And I was, like, how do I market this? I don't want people to know, like, my people to know, like, so it was just kind of, like, blasé and just, like, kind of sat there. I did actually make, like, a decent amount of money. I think more than him one of the months, which made me feel really good. But then I was <laughs> kind of I'm just, like... I'm not too good for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, girls are creative with stuff yeah. like that. I'm not saying that you guys are, like, jumping around taking nudes or anything. But, like, we get, like, artistic and, like, yeah. you know, we think about what our viewer wants. And, like, I don't think that he does that, but I did. Because he's thinking about himself. Yes, he's thinking about himself. <laughs> he's just, he could jerk off in a mirror, So were probably. you... Do you think you were, like, backed into a corner, so to say, I, to I do really that? do. I felt like I was, like, pressured to do that so much because he was basically telling me that, like, I thought that all sex workers were, like, bad and, like, I was better. And, like, I didn't ever want anybody to think that I was, like, pompous with my nose in there because, like, again, I'm, like, the most accepting person. So, like, if he was getting that vibe from me, like, I wanted to stop that vibe. And right. I was like, I'm not. Like, I'm at your level. Like, I'll meet you where you're at. But really, it was just, like, this attempt to devalue me and, like, break down my morals and, and my ethics that I've had for so long. And, and really, no one should do that to you. Husband, friend, it doesn't matter who it definitely is. Definitely not husband. Ex- like, And you guys can have different things to do. He could do his OnlyFans and you don't have to. It doesn't make you... And so, yeah. did you see this as, like, another bonding experience in a way when you were finally, like, fine, I'll do it? Like, mm. did he take the pictures for you? Or were you, like, were you on I a tripod and you did yeah. it, like, No, it was yourself? on me. It was on me. I was doing his and mine then. Oh, my gosh. See, and my job. You should have been getting commission from his. <laughs> I know, and you want to know something crazy, actually? I think he actually got commission from mine, because, like, when you sign up, it's kind of like you use a, a referral code, then you get... I think he actually got commission off of mine. But, yeah, I, I think that, like... I don't know. I'm not very competitive, but I know that being with Dick really made did make me like a lot more competitive because he's like the most competitive person that there is. But also, he doesn't sound very supportive in things. No, no. So it's like instead of supporting you with your own things, mm-hmm. which you can very well do whatever you want, and he could support you just the way you were supporting him with OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. He, it's almost like he didn't want you to be your own individual. He wanted to compete yes. with you in everything. Ding, ding, ding. 
like he always was competing with me and I think that part of that rubbed off on me because now I'm being like so kind of like degraded and like just belittled I think is more how I saw it in that time now I know it was full-blown degradation but like he was belittling me and all I wanted to do was prove him wrong you're like climbing up out of this hole like yeah. I can't let him beat me oh do you think you're too good no like I don't I just don't really see like I, I don't think that's gonna be anything great and he's like no like maybe you're right maybe it won't be and then just like that reverse psychology in me into like wanting to like prove him wrong right yes I, I don't know how else to explain it like I just no you're totally right he backed you into the corner to reverse psychology you yeah and there's like a lot of things that that I regret in now looking back that I did because I felt pressured to buy him or buy our marriage or just our existence together and that definitely is one of the things thankfully I was able to take it down and like I'm sure they're out there somewhere, but, you know, they're nice tits, so. <laughs> I mean, at least um, you got that. Everyone's always, uh, they're writing it down. They're like, huh. Um, Look it up. Let's see. Oh, that was also, I guess you, so you said, was it like a bonding thing? So the creation was not a bonding, but now I had an online alter ego. He had an online alter ego. So... Like in the past, like in my past life, right? Like I had the reason, one of the reasons we connected would, I had went down this path on my own before when things were like rough for me, as far as like financial domination. Um, not OnlyFans wasn't a thing back then, but like adult kind of stuff. And so I was like, I wonder if we could like make this like a, like a thing, like, okay, you're an alpha, like, and, and these guys want an alpha. Like, what if it was, like, a married alpha couple? Like, that's, like... You're going to find some people into that. Right? You have, like, there has to be, right? Like, husband and wife, like... So I started, like, doing research, like, how I do, and, you know... Like, <laughs> I would love to see your Google history. Yeah, you should oh see my the gosh, Google yes. history. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, all hours of the night, too. You're just waking up, like, what does this mean? Um... I found that there was, like, a lot of people requesting alpha couples, but not a lot of people, like, doing it, like, well. And so I think that I made... I, I already had a Twitter, but I think I changed the name to, like, Mrs. Michaels. And to, like, go along with his. Yeah, and most of the stuff that I would post would be, like, kind of, like... Hey, look at my wonderful, amazing, incredible. Like boasting him. And yeah, that's like exactly what alpha, he wants. Yeah, like alpha husband, you know. <laughs> but then some people would like from his Twitter come over and be like, "Oh, you know, um, you're a queen, goddess. Like I want to like submit." And I would just be like, "Okay, send money then. I don't know. Like I don't yeah. want to have conversations <laughs> with these people." But that was the name of the game, right? It was like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk to you." You know, like he would be like, "They're beneath you," so just like, no, blah blah blah. That's what they want. Okay, so we really had this kind of online Mr. and Mrs. Michaels thing kind of going really down pat where people, they maybe they would find me, but then it would lead to him, and right. I was kind of paying attention to it. I didn't, you know, from like an emotional standpoint, didn't do anything for me. Like, it didn't make me feel pretty, didn't make me feel like bad, really. Um, to me, it was like just another method of marketing him. And, like, that was the name of the game, right? Like, he was he was the product, not me. And that I was okay with that because yeah. I didn't want to be the product. Right. Just another funnel. Um, so 
I think that it's important in this moment to go into a little bit like deeper dive on like what FinDom is. And, and the reason why is because after this, things really start to ramp up. Um, so FinDom, okay, finance, short for financial domination, is where individuals like I mean I I'm not gonna sugarcoat is like get off on another person controlling their finances. And there's different like levels of this and I'm definitely going to have like a specific podcast guest who was on like the receiving side of mm -hmm. the fin the financial domination explain it more. Um but there's different levels. So there could be maybe somebody who I don't know, says, I have $100, you know, extra every month. I want to give that to you. And, like, when they give that, when they hand over the money, it's, like, this, like, power trip for them. They're like, I don't know. Like, it's a kink, it's like a, right? Yeah, so, parent giving a kid allowance. They have every control over. Right. And and so then, like, then there would be, like, the next level where the the dominant or, like, the master would would make requests and like he would say how much that person would pay him or her of course there's like some conversation at the beginning like what is the limits and stuff whatever mm -hmm. but he would be like hey send me over a hundred dollars right now most of the time people would do it if they've had this agreement the next level thank you the next level is like full-blown like managing of like bank accounts which, oh, wow. with strangers. I would say that I would never want a stranger in my bank account. Financial domination is oh super gosh. weird, dude, because like. So to start this, do they have to sign? Like clearly you're in somebody's financial agreements and all that, or in their accounts and all that. Do mm -hmm. they have to sign off to agree to this? Or you just, would, you're just giving passwords to people? You would think that these people would think about that. But oh, they're probably so think about the they're type so of person that like it, it takes like giving away their money to like get them off. Like they're they're not thinking like that. I thought like that, and I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure there should be some contracts in place. Um, but those were like few and far far between. Where like he could make any kind of request. There was definitely not any where he was like in the bank account. I do know for sure that there was like one guy who like you know how if you have direct deposit on your check, mm -hmm. where like you can have part of it, you can split it up into accounts, like, part of this guy's check every week went to Dick, which I thought was wild. So like, how much was he sending him? It was, like, the guy didn't make that much money, and that's why I was like, how could you, how could you spare that? Like, right. truthfully, it was, like, maybe his check was, like, $1,200, like, every two weeks, and, like, 250 would go to which Dick. Which is what, like, the average person sometimes is... Yeah, but, like, not the average person who has a Findom kink. Like, there's right. no... You don't have any you right to have... You have to have, have the like, extra money to yeah. be able to do that. Um, the next kind of level or, like, intensity is there's this thing called, like... I don't even know what... It's like, screen share or something where, like, you can virtually log into somebody's... You control their computer yeah. from yours, whatever. And in the Findom scene, it's, like, very, like useful and also like the guys really like it because they're sitting in front of their computer but the alpha or the dom whatever is controlling it and 
he the the don can literally do whatever he wants and transfer as much as he wants whatever and like the thrill of not knowing like how much he would take live in that moment like fucking like set these people off and so there was a lot of times where like he would he's like oh yeah i'm logging into someone's computer and he'd look in the account and there'd be thousands of dollars and i'd just look at him and i'd be like just don't like don't that's so sad in a way if you look at like so it's like stealing people's money. Yeah. 100% mentally ill people. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's just like call a spade a spade. And it's like, mm. And here's you being logical, like, oh my gosh, look at the other person's end, like. Right, just thinking empathizing about Empathizing with yeah. them. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's, it's confusing because at the same time, like, these people are like. They want yeah, that. Yeah, I want this. Like, agree to it. And so I just, it's such a weird gray area morally and ethically. And yeah. like all of that where like people. Like most people would be like, yeah, of course that's bad, Amanda. But you're like when you back think about it, it's like bad, but then you ask like for agreeing. consent, and then they say yeah, and then like, I, I don't know. Like I, I there's very gray lines because um, like a mentally ill person could say yes. Yeah, but there's like definitely right some like do? mental no. problems going on there. With I mean, if yeah, we'll we'll get into all the other stuff later, but. So that's, like, Findom. And, and again, like, it doesn't have to be somebody who is very wealthy to do it. Like, there, I know he also had somebody who was, like, a greeter at Walmart. And see, those people do have to be mentally ill to get that job. <laughs> right? Or old. <sighs> I don't know what this person, like, what his age or, like, demographic was, but I know that he, he's, like, he would use it almost, too, as, like, a marketing ploy. He's, like, you know what? I have people who work at Walmart as greeters, and they still pay me. You could pay me. Like, it would be like this, like... Like, this entire world that I never knew existed mm-hmm. is just mind-blowing. Just, I feel like my brain is gonna fall out of my head at some point because, because I just, I don't... Com- we can't comprehend it because, mm-hmm. like, well, you as well, we're thinking logically here yeah with our our morals and our ethics yeah and it just can't yeah and you're living it it's it's just like we're we just have to hear about this but you're sitting there listening to your husband do all of this and you're like well it's making him happy and these people are saying yes so right like you said we know you you have you have morals you have morals and you have ethics and you have a good work work ethic you were a good human being but like you said he's sitting there making a question like okay they agreed to it so it's okay that's he would always he would always justify it with like they could always say no so you're sitting here and the wheels are turning in your own head like okay well yeah i know i don't morally agree to it but they're consenting to it mm -hmm. how do i i can't stop that yeah and and again i think i would i think i would gaslight myself and make myself like think I would I would not remember that it was a job, right? And so sometimes because it was so much in my day-to-day life all the time that like it's normal. It's normal. It's normal. But then there would be these little twinges, right, in my gut where I said, I just don't feel like this is right. Like I don't think that that this is how this should go or whatever the case may be. Like he would always just be like it's a service I'm providing. They said yes. And then if we look at it black and white like that, like he's right. He exactly. was right. And right. you, like you said, he was 
I don't know if I would say like happy, like he wasn't like ecstatic all the time, but he was in control of his finances and again, like highlight his finances mm-hmm. um, way more than he had been in our whole relationship. So for me to see him have that some like control back, I felt good supporting that because I don't ever want to take like that away from a man and like I always felt really bad like when he wouldn't have money even though he was doing it to himself because like I don't want to see my person like just sad and down and out and depressed or whatever it is so yeah that's a that's a fun area to I really think deeply and do a lot of like self-work on like my ethics and morals and stuff now to make sure that those boundaries like don't get crossed ever again you had them they're still there they just kind of got repressed for a while because for sure and I don't yeah now I know that like the little twinges in my gut like yeah oh intuition stupid idiot like (laughs) come on yeah you know but again there's just so much like mind fucking that's going on in all of this like obviously it's easy to get confused you clearly still have your morals (laughs) and ethics because you're out on the other end to tell the story here yes yes we are here now So that is a really good segue into the next interesting human being that we'll meet. Um, And this is a client that Dick has had for nine years. So when he first started doing Findom, bodybuilding, all of this, this person found him some way. They have never met. Most of them, he's never met in person. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've been having Skype calls for nine years. So there's some established rapport there. He's seen him go in and out of, you know, past relationships. And this person is very interesting. Like, we're going to call him Jamie, okay? Um, (laughs) Jamie is, let's say... 57 to 65, maybe older. I don't know. I'm generous with that with guys. Um, He has like a German accent and he's very like well-to-do. Like whenever they would be on like calls and stuff, he would be wearing like a a full-blown three-piece suit. Oh, wow. And like Dick would get dressed up too. Like he would be wearing kind of match him. Yeah, like it was like it was like like a date, but this guy was like sitting in his bedroom, and like drinking like scotch, or and like doing like poppers and like huffing the thing. You know, he was never like masturbating. Yeah, the guy would. I would when Dick would do calls with this specific person, the door wasn't closed. Like, there was, it, they would sing, like, karaoke and talk about, like, but for hours. It's almost like he just needed a friend. Needed a friend, companion. And weirdly enough, like, I kind of got close with this person because he was always asking about me. And he would be like, let me see Amanda. And well, again, I, it wasn't sexual or anything. It was not, that. It's yeah. more like I'm FaceTiming with a friend. Absolutely. And so, like. I would pop my head in and I'd be like, hey, Jamie, what's up? And he would, like, tell Dick to, like, get up out of the chair and, like, let me sit down. <laughs> and so I'd just be, like, sitting there talking. The guy had a really interesting life and did crazy, crazy cool things with celebrities and, you know, being their advisors and stuff. And he's just, he's had a really, really rough, long life. And I did think that that specific person, while he was sending us 100 or $50 every 30 minutes we were on the call with him, like, I didn't feel 
ethically or morally bad about that. Like, I felt like I was doing, like, a good... He just needed a connection, maybe. Yeah, and he wanted to, like, get dressed up. Maybe he didn't want to go out, and so it's, like, his only opportunity to, like, dress up. Like, he would be like, Amanda, um, are you going to get fancy one of these times? And I think one time, like, I sat down in, like, a, in, like an evening gown, and I was like, what do you think, Jamie? <laughs> like, I like, I like your pocket square, you know? Like, that was a, a super interesting but, like, fun... Um, client of his so I think that like I'm trying to think about where this goes that doesn't stay your baby is like mom <laughs> I'm so sorry mom, we got cats we got babies Dogs. like eventually the great danes are gonna like make their debut probably <laughs> knock over the mic stand like it's, <laughs> it's totally fine it's life it's life my mom insists that she has it. She texts you. got it. That she has it under control. <laughs> I send her one. I was like, do you need me to go in there? I've got it. <laughs> Grandma to the rescue. She said, okay. Um, so, remember my friend who, like, was really amazing that, like, threw me the shower. Yes. And helped me on my wedding day. Mm-hmm. Like, bestie above the resties. Like, we met in, in college, like, the first day of undergrad, and never fought, never had any kind of real disagreements. Like, we've been there, like, through thick and thin since 2015, probably. Well, so the last time I saw her, or, like, spoke to her, was, I think it was, like, the day after my wedding. And I had sent her a bunch of texts, and I was like, hey, like, you good? Is everything, like, what's going on? And she would just, like, not respond back. She would read it, but she, like, would not respond back. So now it's, like, a few months, and I'm, like, still not hearing from her. And I'm, like, trying to, like, understand possibly, like, where she could be at yeah, with all right. of this. Because I'm, like, I'm trying to think, like, did I, I'm really, like, psychoanalyzed. Like, she's mad at me because I know she's getting these. She's watching my stories, whatever. Um, but she would not answer me back. And so, now I don't have that friend, which was, like, the one that I kind of always had. Yeah. And I'm like, this is weird, dude. What did I say? What did I do? Like, I'm reaching out to my other friends to be like, can you talk to so-and-so? Like, did you ever get any sort of explanation or closure on no, that? No. Absolutely not. None. That stinks. Yeah, it does. It sucks because, like, so she was a big part of, like, my day, right? My big day. And, like, mm-hmm. if she actually was engaged and, like, I was excited to be a part of her big day. And, like, I mean, if, you know, right now we're 2023, you know, and it's November. Like, she's married now. Like, and that whole day, like, came and went. I didn't, I think maybe I found out from, like, social media. But I kind of have to, with that whole situation, really just, like, take a step back and be like sometimes people just need to like exit even though I don't agree and I think that there's better ways to do Mm -hmm. it like if they're doing it for themselves in that moment then hey that's more than I could do because like at that point in my life like I couldn't step away from anything that wasn't good for me and I guess you were looking just for at least the communication from them for sure like I just thought that there would just because we had never fought to just like cut me off cold turkey as like a a, a girl they could they could have just been like, hey, I don't agree with this, or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really want to... Which is... Sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. mean to cut you off. Okay. Which is so strange, because listening 
to your episode about the wedding, mm-hmm. having this person be so involved in throwing you this wedding shower and helping set up for the wedding and like being so involved and then going to zero contact. Yeah, it was like really... I just that's yeah. it's just very strange. Like what happened? Did something ha- did something happen? Why do you like to like... do all of that to disappear? Right, that I mean these are all the questions that I've had that yeah. I have because and and again, so if we if we're talking in the now, like Amanda, like what have you done now to try and get the answers? I have sent unlimited text messages, very long ones, like, hey, I understand, like, if this, if this is the reason, I totally see that, if this is the reason I see that, like, and I think after a while, I was really starting to get, like, like, self-conscious about the fact that I was constantly sending these messages, and I knew that they were being delivered, and she wasn't answering, and I was getting more angry, and then at some point, too, I even wrote a letter, and I sent it over to her house, because, like, of course, we know each other, (laughs) we're best friends. Um, nothing returned back. I reached out to her fiance, no husband, and I, maybe he responded, but like didn't answer my question. You'd be like, Hey, but not answer. Yeah. Roundabout other best friend of hers. I would ask and she'd be like, yeah, you know, I know so-and-so like really loves you and like wants the best for you, but would not fucking tell me like so strange. what, yeah. And even today, like now with everything being where it's at and, and him being gone, why wouldn't you like. Yeah. Say something like, hey, like, I, maybe maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And that's cool, too. But words are, like, good. Like, communication. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Just don't leave me wondering. If you don't want to be friends, that's cool. But, but it's I guess just at this weird, point, you've, like, you've got your answer from them. Yeah, I mean, my the answer is, is like, she's yeah. not going to be back in my life. Like, if I let her back in my life, like, that would be, like, letting Dick back in my life. Like, not that she, like, hurt me on that level intentionally, but it's kind of intentional, truthfully, right. like to not say anything. And like, I'm very hurt. And every single day from the day after my wedding, so much bad shit happened to me that like all I wanted was my best friend who lived four exits away. Mm-hmm. And like, what would, how maybe would have my experience been different if I would have had that outlet? Because she always talked like truth into me. Like, she was, like, she, she, no filter, no bullshit. She was always telling me how it was and not letting me, like, sugarcoat it and, like, twist it around. And, like, looking back, you're probably, like, I needed to hear that in those, in those moments. Absolutely. Yeah, her, her abandoning, her abandoning me was really devastating and still, like, sometimes it's very hard to, like. Friend breakups are sometimes even worse than. Yeah. I don't know, seriously, if I'll ever be over that. Like, truthfully. Because it doesn't make any sense. And it was, like, one of the most genuine friendships that I've ever had. Like, very, very Those are worse than, like, boyfriend or... I know. sometimes. Because, truthfully, too, and I'm saying all this stuff right now, and I'm just like, she's actually a good person. And, like, I miss her, you know? Like, it's it's so... And, like, I wanted to be there, like, when she had babies and, like, all of this stuff. Because you have these friends that you grow up with, like you guys, right? And then you have friends that you meet along the way and you never expect them. When they right. come, you're like, whoa, my life is so much better with you in it. And you don't want to see them not be a part of it. Right. Or, and, like, I want them to see my happiness, too. Yeah. You know, like, just shared. So that one's rough. And who knows? Let's hope that they take their time to heal whatever yeah. was upsetting them. And hopefully you guys can reconnect later on and come to some kind of middle ground through it. Yeah. I mean, this isn't about us in any way, but if it makes you feel better, we had a very bad breakup 
Oh, you guys did? Like, we did. Know that. Like, two I, years? We did. And so I always dreamt of being Brittany's maid of honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not her maid of honor. Because it was during the wedding time? It was. Yes. So I think, yeah. I mean, it happened... It had to... It happened like a year Be- before. Before the wedding. Yeah. But Brittany still did invite me to her wedding. And I... This is why I said maybe we guys can reconnect one day. Mm-hmm. Because our friendships are important, and we all go through we go through hard things. Yeah. Like, her feelings were probably valid from whatever she felt. Yours are valid as well. We did break up. You it had to be about a year before, a year or so before your wedding. Brittany still invited me to the wedding. I went to the ceremony because I could not imagine missing Brittany's wedding, even though we were broken up. Yeah. I did not go to the reception mm-hmm. because I couldn't find myself to be, like, mingling in that. Yeah, when you were like when we were broken you had, up. in your mind, you were like, "Well, I've pictured myself being like up there." Yes. Like, yeah, I get that. And then totally. we were broken up. I was like, "But I went to the ceremony, and that to me, I'm glad I did because we are, we're all here. We reconnected later on. Yeah, I get to see her with her baby now, and, totally. and all of that. So, so you guys can likely reconnect. And if you are listening, <laughs> secret best friend, <laughs> reach out. Yeah, I wonder. I I actually do. I think like I think about her every single day. So. It's a, and like, I feel like, cause she was always the person that like would gas me up about shit that I was doing well. And so like this podcast has been something that like, I really didn't want to fail at. And like, I wanted to like prove myself right. Right. And like, it would be cool to know like, Hey, like, are you proud of me for doing this? I'm sure she is. Like, and cause there's, there's no better way for me to like undo what I did to myself than what I'm doing now. Um, also, it's not like a personal, like, I don't need that validation, but it feels good. It does, it especially good. from the people you're closest with. Totally. And we say this in hopes that you guys, even if it's even if it's not in a month or two or a year, mm-hmm. hopefully you guys can reconnect because we're all human, and I think we talked about it even before you started the podcast. We are all living this life for the first time. We're, yeah. like, we don't know how to do anything. It's everybody's like, first time. It's everyone's first time at yeah. life. And that's one way I try to look at things. So let's hope that. Totally. Hopefully she listens to this. She's proud of you for healing and getting through this. Yeah. And for coming out the other end. Yeah, I hope so. That's for sure. Um, I can't believe that we're only at July 25th. But July 25th uh, was, like, a kind of pivotal day because... Um, he, like, blacklisted himself on, like, dating apps. Oh, wow. And the reason that he did that was because he was losing so much money um, that he finally is, like, I re- like, he's recognizing that the problem is, like, a problem problem. And so it's very interesting because once you, like, blacklist yourself on, like, those apps, you can't go back. Like, you can't use them again. Like, it's basically, like, you being, like, I have a severe gambling problem, and I'm gonna, like, I'm, I'm tapping out. And so he did that. And what was his intention in doing that? I think he just recognized that this previous month, he had worked so hard to make, let's, let's say it was, like, 20 grand or something, and there was nothing left of it, like, at all. And I think at the end of the month, looking at it, 
I had no part in, like, like, he just one day told me, he's like, yeah, I, like, blacklisted myself on, like, FanDuel and DraftKings or something. How did you feel when he told you that he blacklisted himself? Um, like, he was making progress. (laughs) I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy, because I didn't ask, and, you know, like, I've always wanted you to do that, but, you know, I, I was, I was shocked, truthfully. Um, later on that week, he, like, pulled, like, a Britney, um, so he doesn't have like long hair or anything like that. And then when I say Britney, I mean Britney Spears, um, <laughs> just so there's no confusion. And he shaved his whole head. And that's usually symbolism. He wasn't just like right. I think he asked me. He's like, like should I? Like buzzed it. Yeah, he like it was like shaved down to the skin. Because I, I had told him I was like, no, like don't do that. His hair was thinning already, like from like steroids and stuff. And, like, he's blaming it on me. And so, like, I think that he's going to shave his head because he's embarrassed of his hair. But I'm like, if you shave your head, let me tell you, you're not going to like how your head looks. Like, I promise, because he's never done it. And he came back from the barbershop, and it was shaved. And I I literally am, like, looking at him like, oh, my gosh, this is your 2008. (laughs) Like, this is your Britney. Um, He's like, in my Britney era. I think that, like trying to think about how it was received from like his his clients and yes, I, because I think they liked it I say, um, that they is, thought that it was like like muscle like like I don't know GQ like G.I. Joe type yeah like he's got high cheekbones and stuff and I think that they liked all of that but again like to me he looked like he was sick and so I was like oh <laughs> man some kind of treatment. yeah you need some you need some help there um so, again, he's always, like, in, in the office working and stuff, and I just feel like he's always on his phone. He's always distracted by technology all the time. And, you know, as I had mentioned, like, in previous episodes and stuff, like, there is, like, the cell, his cell phone was on my plan. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I could go into AT&T and be, like, looking at the call records, whatever. He knew I could do that. And so I, I, I kind of was like, you're not going to do anything bad. like Knowing that you have access. Right? Like, how could you? Well, like, it's Dick. So... Like, he doesn't think. He clearly yeah, doesn't like think he about. he doesn't think at all. So there was uh, a lot of like, just all day long talking with like Sugar Daddy in Hawaii, and then you know the guy Jamie who was like the cool one, mm-hmm. but like too much conversation all day. Right. He's like, I thought that I made it pretty clear that my boundaries were like, like you are Brad Michaels when you're working. And then when you're not working, you're a dick. Yeah. But, like... There has to be a separation. The truth is that, like, Brett Michaels just never turned off. Like, he never did. There would be times where we would be, like, laying in bed or, like, having dinner. And he, like, he always had his phone on him. So, truthfully, he's always connected to work. Someone would say, hey, can you jump on and, like, get up from the table for dinner? get up from the bed watching a movie and just go and do his thing, whatever it was. You make your own work hours and be like, this is my, you You have to have some sort of like... Structure. Structure and ability to say no. And it's like difficult to think about, he's not able to say no to any kind of money at any point. I mean, it would, if it was like his daughter's christening and somebody was like, hey, like make me a video a thousand dollars, he would for sure run into the bathroom and make a video for a thousand. Like he has no like boundaries, like morals it's like, very selfish yeah it's like disgusting because truthfully. he's now taking away from husband and wife time yeah i didn't get like, husband and wife time and like, at all husband and wife marriage. time was when when 
we were together without technology in front of us, which seldom happened. Like we, I wrote it on like the board, like a disconnect because it was something that I really, really needed. Like how kids have no screen time. It really, I really wanted him to have no screen time, dude, but he would just not ever disconnect because, well, what if he missed somebody that wanted to pay him a lot of money? Like always be available. No, he became a slave to like the work, but I don't know if if he minded because he kept doing it, you know? He probably saw every notification that came through as a dollar sign. Truthfully. And to me, every note, whenever I would hear his phone go off, it would like, my stomach would drop because I was like, is this, you have to go again? Not like... And now that's building, re- you're building resentment towards it now. Yeah, at the, and also concurrently, helping him market. So, like, it, then I'm questioning, like, my, like what I'm doing. while you're doing it. The, the biggest ick. Because I would be like, okay, like, I'm going to market, which would put him in front of more people, which would then present more opportunities for him to be pulled away from me in, like, what I would think would be like after hours. Sword. You're I trying know. to help, but then it's pulling him away from you. I know. And making you resent it all. He, all he had to do was have some sort of boundaries and like actually be rigid with it and discipline too. Like mm-hmm. I always say this when it's related to him and discipline. The man has a, like an eight pack. Okay. Like it takes a lot of discipline to have any kind of, kind of abs, like two, four, whatever. He has an eight pack. So like he can be disciplined. He can eat chicken and rice for uh, two years straight to get the body that he wants. But it's, like, what he has to want it, like, bad enough. And, like, anything that, like, if it came to me, it was just, like, I always used to literally cry to him. And I would be, like, why can't you put, like, effort, like, into me like you do your body? And I'm yeah. Because like, that makes sense, doesn't it? Like, I mean, it's true. It yeah. Putting, you do have to put effort into that. You have to watch what you eat. You have to exercise. You have to really yeah. take care of yourself. And um, it doesn't matter who you are, but you have to put effort into every relationship, whether it's family, friends, work. Yep. And you have to be able to separate them. And he clearly proves to be selfish. The mo- Gosh, I wish there was a word that was more selfish than yes, selfish. Yes, that's that's that doesn't even feel like the right word. But God complex. Yeah, like... So... He stopped the gambling. He's... I mean, still, he's in there doing the whole camp thing every day, pulling him away from me. But now, I don't know, like, something just, like, started to feel, I guess, like, he was being distant. And I wasn't really sure what what that was about. And more so other than just the clients. Yeah, like, it felt like if he wasn't working, he was still being distant. And he started to say stuff that was like, um, you know, I need more time like alone and I'm like you're locked in that office all day long by yourself like what do you mean and he would be like he would be like we would go to the gym together a lot like we would go we'd work out separately and we'd come back go home Mm -hmm. and work and so now he wants to go to the gym alone well how do I feel about him doing stuff alone I'm like I'm fucking terrified well especially because you guys made it a routine to go together right and now you're just going to switch it up and all I know is that when when things start feeling off and he wants to do stuff alone that there's this possibility that he's going to just up and completely run away and that's my biggest fear because also at this time I'm like I don't want to do stuff outside of the house because I'm like I'm just scared that he's just gonna run away like and I don't clearly he's left before he's left before so why would he not do it again you know 
so um yeah like I'm, I'm just really nervous to like go outside of the house and like alienating myself from like social activities even though there's not that many people to socialize with anymore but just like human interaction going other to than the gym him. is like social yeah. say hi to somebody in a locker room or just you yeah. know small little small talk I wanted to like if if we left the house like I wanted to be together and I think that was selfish because I was like no if you're with me you can't you can't leave me but also at the same time I just wanted to like do stuff that wasn't inside because he was spending a lot of time in a room. It's dark. You're looking at a computer all day. You need to see some outside. You need to see some outside. I mean, we were, at this time, we were actually playing tennis pretty regularly, like, in the evening. Um, I mean, Arizona in July, it's, like, 100 at nighttime. And that was a good bonding experience. We still Mm -hmm. had that. And, like, You're doing something physical that's, like, Totally, yeah. Like, I'm losing weight. I feel good. Doing cardio, it's just fun. And truthfully, on the court, that time was also like very special to me because our phones are down I was just gonna say and we're, screens are we're down. talking we're teaching each other stuff you know and like I'm saying hey like maybe lift your arm up a little bit more straight and he's like listening to my advice which is something that he never does and it's almost like that's what you're holding on to is like those times where there's no yes. phones you guys are like bonding right there in the moment well they present. justify the bad right because it's like oh no like I was there I experienced the like that's there we just have to fix the bad. We have to just tweak the bad. Like, we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. I mean, yeah, if he lets us get there, but he would never let us get there. Um, so he starts to just, like, do more stuff, like, outside of the house. Like I said, he would go to the gym. Um, he, would he allow you to start coming with every... Because he asked... Sometimes he, he would be like, hey, do you want to come with me? But m- more so than ever, now it's like, I'm going to go do this. Instead I'm going to go do this. do you want to? Right. And so now I'm home alone. And... He tells me that the reason that he wants to be out of the house so frequently now is because, like, it's, like, a like a pit of dark energy. Like, he's, like, it's just so dark, and, like, if you see the video of my house, like, mm-hmm. that it, it's not dark. Like, it was, right. like, very bright. And he's just, like, this is not, like, he's, like, the energy here is just really bad. It's, like, throwing me off. Sounds like his... He's got some kind of mental block that he needs to, I don't know. Like mental problem? Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so when he's going to these places and just, like, letting you know, I'm going here, have, did you ever say, can I go with? And if you did, I, what was pr- his Most likely, most likely, yeah. I mean, if he was going to the gym, you know, there would probably be times where I'd be like, oh, I'll go take a yoga class or I'd do, like, alpha or whatever it was that lifetime. Um but I was, like, I had a job. I still have a full-time job, you know, you where I work 8 to 5. And I'm also, like, running our business. And, like, and so it, he would, because he worked for himself, he could go for three hours in the middle of the day to the gym. And, like, that's okay. But, like, I can't. Like, I have to be logged on. Like, I yeah. have to be active, you know? Like, that's not how, like, life works for everybody. Um, Would be nice, but. <laughs> yeah. So he was, like, saying, like, I didn't. So, again, theme. He's like, I never even wanted to live here. Like, I didn't even want to live here. You wanted to live here. And we can't, like, we're always behind on rent. Because we're still behind on rent. Like, the, the bills are still not, I mean, they're getting paid, but, like, late. Enough and, to have things not shut off. Yeah, yeah. We, th- we Things were not getting shut off. Thank goodness. But, like, he's like, maybe we should break the lease. And I was like, who the fuck taught you? about financial responsibility like truthfully like clearly no one (laughs) no one 
like, and I'll go into like the backstory with like his family I and like the money and stuff. Looking like, at his credit reports oh and like seeing God. it just go down. Right, like how it's so just jackhammering up and down. Like it's just really wild because he just like you he think just thinks that somebody, rules don't apply. For somebody who has quote unquote a God complex, you would think you'd like want to take pride in like your financial. I guess, health, you want to call it? Your financial stability? Right, like, because you're God, so you should know and have the most money and know the... And handle it. And handle it like a man. Like right. A, like an alpha, dominant, thin dom. If that's what he claims to right? be, you would think that he yeah. will would be leading by example, and you've got this, like, yeah. by the horns, you're He's set. like the brokest joke of a thin dom, alpha, just, like, leader, truthfully. Like, he's not... A masculine person at all but he wants you to he wants to be perceived as it as that right totally everything's about the perception i mean if you look at like his social media and stuff yeah he's he's sitting in someone else's bentley right because that made him going people, to a car show and like hey can i sit in your hey car? can i sit in your car like meanwhile he doesn't have a car like that's <laughs> how crazy the the dichotomy of the situation yes. is is like oh i'm gonna make it look like i literally have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bentley convertible when in all reality, I literally got my car repossessed. Like, you're the craziest person. Like, it's super weird. He's got um, the idea of having this luxury lifestyle, but mm-hmm. he can't afford to have it. He can't. And he's unfortunately bringing your own financial stability down with it. Oh, so much, dude. Honestly, it's really crazy because it's like I had to pick up the slack and, like, the slack was a lot. And I feel like you picking up the slack, your mindset probably was there versus... I was doing it for us. W- your mindset was focused on making sure you guys were still having a place to live, having your bills set, versus taking care or thinking about even everything else happening. Like, totally. you could not process that because you were focused on that. <laughs> I know, I can't. I'm trying to eat pizza, so if you guys hear me <laughs> chewing. Um, yeah, I... It's a, it was a weird thing because I, everything that I did was for us, at least in my mind, that that's how I rationalized it. Um, it, but it was really truthfully difficult to be the person picking up the slack when he made significantly more money, like just doing what he did than I did. And it was like, so your money is just fun money. And you could waste it. Like, it doesn't exist. Even though you said you were doing this so you could, like, contribute and be a leader and a man, now we're still using all of my money to, to maybe, be stable. maybe pay the bills. Like, not even, like, and then we're, like, I don't get to do nice things. Like, I don't get to, I, I always used to, like, give my lips done and give Botox. And it was kind of like my, once a year I would do it and spend, like, a decent amount of money on it. Like, I I didn't get to do that. I didn't, at this point, You're I wasn't even. You're making sacrifices. I didn't even get my nails done for months. My hair, my my lashes, like, yeah, I couldn't. I wasn't able to take care of myself with the money that I was making because I had to pay our bills, which was really fucked up. Um, when going into this, you assume this is a partnership. Partnership. We're going to do this yeah. Together. Marriage. Weird, right? Like, absolutely. Um. Yeah, you're talking about him needing more alone time, going to the gym, doing all that stuff. Yes. Um, Do you think he was actually depressed at home because he was saying it was such a dark place? Or do you think he used that as an excuse to kind of get out and 
kind of separate himself from either home and you. I think that he was being sneaky. Yeah, I think he that, definitely. I think that he wanted to get out of the house because he knew that no matter where he was in the house, um, he had to. There was eyes on you're him. You're there. It was either like my eyes were on him or like the camera was on him, so like eyes were on him. Um, so again, there's it's kind of like this up and down roller coaster of like whether or not I feel. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, am I am I skeptical about what's going on, or is everything okay and I'm just overreacting? I guess is like where my head's at with like the up and down of what he's doing. And I think I had said something like, "You're acting different. Um, is everything okay?" Mm -hmm. Something like that. And he he randomly like sent me a text and it said, um, "Just reflecting the three minutes of day I'm alone." So also like backhand it like an, it's an insult right he's alone for three minutes a day just oh, like reflecting so busy. Hang on. <laughs> just reflecting the three minutes a day i'm alone in peace i realized you're the only person who really loves me throughout the weeks and months like i talk to other people but basically no one else ever does anything i would categorize as love basically ever for me so i thank you for that well that was like affirming to me that made me not feel like I had to worry about him needing the alone time. I was mm -hmm. like, he, obviously he's, he's sending me this message. Then it's helping him to have the alone time because that's a really nice thing to say. And, and to he you. hasn't said it to stuff like that to me in, in a while, you know? And the receiving end, you're probably like, he's sitting back reflecting mm -hmm. and thinking about this. Maybe he's journaling, you know? Um, so I started feeling like secure again. And... I mean, we were just kind of going through the motions of, like, well, we needed more content. I finally was like, dude, you have to stop sending me old pictures. Like, if I'm going to, if we're going to do this, we're doing it the correct way. So I did, like, this, like, you you ever do, like, a milk bath photo shoot? Or, like, have you seen those? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I did one of those for him. Like, he was in the bath? Yeah. Dude, these pictures are fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I, like, lit Do you the... still have them? Oh, I still have them. We need to see them. I have, I'll blur out the nude parts. <laughs> but, like, I, I truthfully, it was, like, the lighting was amazing. Like, everything was super cool. And he really, really liked them. And he was like, these are so great, babe. Like, just being so, like, again, affirming, thankful. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, weird. Who's this guy in place of my husband? Because. And you're feeling good because he's giving We're working that. together, mm -hmm. you know? Um, <laughs> at, I knew that this was going to happen. But, like, at some point... Um, friends from, like, where I grew up in Huntley, like, started to find the stuff that's on the internet about him. Oh, and when they're finding it, are they reaching out to you, or are you just hearing it through, like, the grapevine? I'm hearing it through the grapevine that they know that it's out there, and that maybe when they all get together, they're, like, all getting together and, like, laughing about it. And that there's, like, a few people who are kind of, like, spearheading it like they're the ones that are always bringing things up and talking and whatnot mm -hmm. um and so I didn't like that and like the person that was talking about it the most like I had reached out to her and I think I said something like oh my gosh since you're so good at marketing you want me to you want me to give you a cut like I'll give you like 20% you keep sending people our way like I was trying to like defend him in his absence, my absence, and also be like, it doesn't matter. Like, tell her, like, it doesn't matter like that you're doing this. I don't care. Yeah. Because rumors have always been, like, running rampant in that town. So it's like, 
small town feel yeah like the most small town and, were and these everybody people knows you were, like high school were these people you were friends with or just like a acquaintances few, a few through of them. school just a few of them i was very good friends with like best friends with from like fifth grade sixth grade so it really bothered me because i would assume that they would be like hmm let's not talk about my best friend in her absence instead of being like the person that maybe would be the one leading the pack. But again, like, I never really got clarification on whether or not it was one individual or the other individual. Like, it right. was, everyone's, like, pointing fingers, you know? Like, or they all the Spider-Man's, like, you know, yeah, they're all, they're all pointing at each other. Um, so, going along with, like, that summer, we were really playing tennis. Everything that Dick does, like, he has to take it too far. So, like, we're having a good time. We're playing tennis. Tennis is fun. We enjoy it. We're disconnected. We're learning. You know what he does? He's like, I have to play in a tournament. Like, we've been playing for, like, three months. Like, we play every day. Like, one to like three. Like, we're having fun together. Yeah, one to three hours is a lot of time. But, you know, but, like, in no way, shape, or form was I, like, going to do a tournament. Like, I just enjoyed doing it with him. Right, you're having fun bonding with your husband. Yeah. For a sport. And he's like, i got to do a tournament. I'm going to be the best there is at tennis. I'm like, okay. All right. I support you. I support you. working at being Bra-ra. the best husband there is. Yeah. <laughs> and so he had, on August 5th, his first tennis tournament. Oh, wow. And, like, he was, like, geeked to go. Like, he was so excited, and he was absolutely positive that he was going to win the whole thing. And we get there. You can sense the banner. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> we get there, and he gets on to play and just, like, just shits the bed. Just, like, so you, in the tournament, it was, like, I think there was, like, four of them, and you played one, and then you advanced so that you ha- everybody had to play everybody, and at the end, you, like, who had the best score, whatever. Right. Um, so I think the first guy, he, it was just, like, he lost completely. I don't know if he ever got it over even the net, or, like, a serve went past. Um, the second guy was, like, more aggressive than the first guy, and was, like, kind of, like, messing around with him really like dick has like horrible anger problems and so like we're at this like tennis club where like tennis is kind of like a classy sport you know like we don't take our shirts off and beat our chest and paint our face like you wear whites and you're fancy he like takes his racket and like swings it and like throws it against the ground and like screams (laughs) the f word and like everybody from all the other courts are like looking over because it was so loud and I was so embarrassed I'm surprised they didn't kick him out I know he was like what do you mean like how could you do um he continued to play the next two games actually I think that he only played three and then he left and didn't even play the the fourth guy I'm pretty sure that that's what happened he just gave up and like, like that angry he's just like yeah he's like out. i'm done and i didn't even want to talk oh, i had to drive in the car with him home oh, and i was like what do i do like i'm scared i'm like do i say oh you did good no i can't did like you i can't feel like on eggshells every time things like this would happen yeah 100 percent. it was very difficult for me to know how to react in those moments because i don't know like maybe there would be like a moment where i would say something and he would it would like get through to him and be like yeah you know you're right but most of the time, though, most of the time it was like you're almost anticipating like, a like, bad shut reaction. Up. Like you don't know what you're talking about, or like he actually he would do like this weird like 
blank stare kind of thing. So you mentioned like, he, when you were talking about him shaving his head, mm-hmm. that he was on steroids and all that. Mm-hmm. Did he continue to take those? Like, do you think that affected how his behavior was or his anger? For sure. I mean, I think that, I think that he was really like discreet about like his cycling of those, because, to like. I want to start a family, and I knew that him doing that was, like, counterproductive to that goal. Fertility, yeah. And, um, I mean, I know now that, like, he was doing it the whole time. Even when he told me that he wasn't, like, I knew that he was he was just getting them secretly and, and still cycling. Like, do I think that it attributed to his rage? I mean, I think that he's full of rage anyways. Regardless. Regardless. And I think that if it would have made a difference, then he would have, like, broke more things. Like, I'm not... I'm not really sure. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. He did have, like, outbursts, totally. Um, so, let's see. No, we didn't talk about that. Just looking over this timeline. We ended up, we did end up going to LA, finally, so he was he super happy. He got his happy. trip. Yeah, he got his trip, and I didn't ruin it for him this time. Well, that's good of you. I know, <laughs> right? be a good wife. Right? Come on. I said yes. That's what he would always say. Like, he would always be like, you always say no when I come up with things. And I was like, you always come up with things when we're poor, because we're always poor. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm so sorry that I'm just trying to be, like, responsible. But, um, we did, we drove to LA, go see the Dodgers. I had never been to Dodger Stadium before, and, like, there was this whole thing where, I guess, like, on, on the top level, there's, like, a fan store up there, and you can get, like, a custom-made jersey, and so, like, he started pitching this trip to me by being, like, oh my god, I'm so excited, I'm gonna take you to Dodger, like, it was about me now. Like, I'm going to take you to Dodger Stadium, and I'm going to get you an Osler jersey, and, like, it's going to have your number on it. And I was like, I was excited, because that's cute, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not cheap. And I was like, that's really thoughtful that you wanted to do that. He did do that. I did get the jersey. I was going to say, I think I saw pictures. Yeah, I did get the jersey. Um, he paid for it. He also, like, while we were there, was st- just still working. Like, it's L.A. There's tons of clients in LA it bothered me again that like we're on a trip just us and like he's doing cute stuff for me but it's like are you doing cute stuff with me so later on you could be like oh I gotta go see a client which of course was not within boundaries right because that would mm-hmm. be in person and he would like I, I remember me being like were you texting and him being like oh like this guy from over here like he maybe wants to meet up and I'm just looking at him just dead in the face like did no. you just say that like because that's against the rules like how could you just say that like just to me but he was just like patting me with the the nice stuff so that I would give in probably you know um those never really um ended up happening like they don't pan out and we end up just going back to Arizona um his mood is is still in the green (laughs) we'll say like he's not like he's not talking about being sad or whatever um He's journaling again. Like, he's had a journal the entire time that I've known him. And it's, like, a five-minute morning journal. And, um, like, he's he's journaling things like, um, what am I grateful for? Like, the love that I received from my amazing wife. And I live a dream life. And 
I'm proud and so happy with where I'm at. Like, okay, we're doing little temperature checks. That's, that's a pretty good temperature to me because it's like, it's, that's just this journal. So like, yeah, probably shouldn't have looked at it. But like at this point, like I, I, how else he doesn't communicate with me. So how am I supposed to know? Yeah. How else? Right. And do you think he wrote those things because he knew you were probably taking a peek? At that point in time, I did, would not have thought about that, but I think anything's possible now. <laughs> I think everything was planted. Right. Big, big conspiracy theorist <laughs> over my life. <laughs> um, he's getting more bald, which is not good, so I guess that that kind of leads into that question, was he doing steroids? And I was like, he's like, I'm so stressed out. I'm like, you just said you were happy. Yeah, but clearly I'm stressed because I'm balding. I'm like, it's the steroids. Ugh. Like, stop. Yeah, stop taking them. Um, we had, like, a little bit more free time. I think he was being actually a little bit more structured with, like, his work because there was, like, a, a burnout time. I think that right before the Dodgers, like, trip, I think he wanted to take that trip because he was just working so much. And so he's burnout, kind of refreshes, comes back, and was in this mindset of like, well, how do we improve things? And was using terms like we and us. And that was very hard. He didn't naturally do that. It was always I and me and, you know, you, whatever. Um, so we started implementing like a date night again, which I thought was really important. And um, we went bowling. We would like cook together. So now we're doing things like with maybe sometimes we'd have his phone in his hand, but most often not. And that felt good. Um, he's not really, like, camming, like, a full eight-hour shift anymore. Like, like he's yay. in there, <laughs> like, during, like, peak times, I guess. Uh, and maybe on the weekends. Just really in there when... Because he's been doing it now long enough to know, like, when the trend is. Like, when the people are going to come in. And being more, like, strategic, I guess. Um, but still, playing Halo incessantly and not being... Like, he never did laundry, he never cleaned the house. Yeah. Like, put his stuff away. Like, there's a lot of other things that you could be doing besides Halo. So I know you said before that he was going to make a Halo career. Halo prodigy, yeah. Um, <laughs> so is he, like, has he started twitching that? Like, is he making any money from Halo, or is he literally just At this playing? time? Uh-huh. Um... Twitch is like, like I could set it up. Like, and, is he and even it's, good? He wants to. No, he's not even good. <laughs> Let's just cut it. He's not good at Halo. Like, at all. And truthfully, because he's so, like, competitive and aggressive, it was, like, the perfect storm for him. Like, he had a headset. And, like, it was just watching <laughs> my husband, like, shit talk, like, 12-year-olds. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't know what, like, I don't know, I don't know how I ended up in that life. Like, because I used to make fun of people whose husbands would do that, where you see them, like, in the movies. And I'm like, how did I get here? Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Amanda, I want you to take a look behind my TV. Do you have one? You'll see, you'll see a nice headset that's my husband's. Yeah, but I mean, also, like, I mean, like, your husband goes to work, you know? <laughs> Your husband's not, you know, on the internet naked. Like, I don't know. There's I, a whole I bunch hope. of... Yeah, like... Oh, my gosh. 
Like, give me something here, dick. Like, you know, like, just show me anything. Any kind of, like, growth. But no, he's like, I'm the Halo prodigy. I'm the best there ever is. That one's better than me. Well, when clearly everyone the, has something. The Don't stats did not say that. There was 12-year-olds <laughs> beating him all the time. No one wanted him on their team when they were playing live, which is really funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think that's, like, getting worse than getting yeah. picked last in gym. Yeah. Um... So, because he's, like, camming less, which is, like, a smaller amount of income, but requires a, a lot more time, like, it seems like there's, like, a lot more, like, of these one-on-one, like, high-dollar calls with, like, the, the established kind of individuals. Maybe also, like, meeting new ones, too, um, that would come through, like, Twitter or the campsite or OnlyFans, something like that. Um, on August 18th, I, like... Got a call, well, actually, I guess it was probably before the 18th. The 18th was when I left. My girlfriend, who lives in Alabama, was having surgery. And she has two young boys, or my nephews. And she was like, hey, I'm going to have surgery. And, like, her husband was going to be working, but also was going to be kind of, like, transporting her and with her. Mm -hmm. Would you come to Alabama and watch the kids for a few days? Like, when I get the surgery, while I recover haven't seen you like and that's where both my great danes come from like i've been going there for so long and i was like normally i would have right off the bat been like yes i'm on my way Mm -hmm. but because now i'm like terrified that he's always going to leave like i don't want to i don't want to leave the house i sure shit don't want to leave the state right but i felt like i needed to prove to him that i wasn't being extremely like codependent and like that I trusted him even, maybe? Yeah. Like, I'm trusting you. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm not... You haven't broken me that bad. Like, um... So I said, yeah, that I would go. And she paid for the flight for me to go down there. So I got there on August, uh... August 18th. And, like, again, I'm, I'm scared to leave. But I do it anyways. Step outside the comfort zone. Um... He was, like, checking in and stuff. So, obviously, we live together. We're married. My dogs are there. I don't know if this is the first time that I've ever been... It probably is the first time I was out of state and left him with my dogs. Mm -hmm. Now, like, he was, like, loud and and kind of... I don't know how to say it more. Like, how guys are with dogs. Like, they don't really take any shit. They're, like, they're not like us. Like, oh, cutie, yeah, come here. Like, it's like, sit down. You're not sitting down. Uh Sit down, like, like that. He's very stern. But also, like, he has, he's, he's not responsible. Like, I can tell, like, I know that now. So I'm a little bit concerned whether or not, like, my dogs were going to be, like, let out or fed. And I, that's crazy that you have to worry about that with your husband. With a a grown man. Right, with a grown man. Um, but I have, I have, like, dog cameras in the house. Like, I've always had them in every single home that I've had. And so, like, I checked the dog cameras on the 19th, and my dogs are just kind of, like, laying on the couch. Um, the... The camera is in the living room pointed at the couch and the, I guess, studio where he does all of his work and takes his calls is basically on the other side of the wall from where the camera was. So while I couldn't see what was going on in the office, I could hear some of it. And I thought that that was like, I'm like, oh, and I'm like leaning in and like listening. So I overhear this conversation uh, he's having with like a friend and I don't know who it is, whether it's a friend or like if it's, uh, I don't know, like 
a client, but the one thing that I can hear him say, like make out, is um, Amanda isn't even attractive. She's lazy. I don't know, bro. I don't know. And I'm like, my mouth is like on the floor. And you know how people are like, well, when you look to find stuff, you find it. And like, that's always been the case with this. So I'm like, who is he talking to? Like, not, I wasn't like, you think I should be hurt. Like that, my husband said that about me. But I'm like, who is he talking to? Who's he saying that to? Yeah. He's saying that to like, like a guy, like a client. Like, why are you, like, why are you sharing? Like, I'm offended. Like, there's just so, so much. Um, he was talking to the Jamie client who I had had FaceTime with, right? That I feel comfortable with. And he's saying just like horrible Mm. stuff about me. And like, Jamie is saying, well, then why don't you leave her? And now I'm like, this is crazy because now like you present me in a way, one way when you're around, like when I'm around, but then in my absence, now you're like feeding, like spoiling the well. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, I think I watched and like the dogs were, did not go out to pee for like 14 hours. We had a backyard and I had like a door that he could have just left open with like the, the, whatever it is, the thing they can walk through, um, the screen. And I like texted him to like ask if the dogs were okay. And he's like, well, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't they be okay? (sighs) Like. It's like he forgot that the dog cameras were in the house, truthfully. I don't right. think that he was aware of basically anything going on in the house because he, like, didn't take care of it or clean it. So how would he know? Um, when I asked if the dogs were okay, he, like, got back and responded with, like, like, leave me alone. Like, for once. Like, leave me alone. And I was like, I li- physically did leave you alone. <laughs> like, I'm just checking on the dogs. And, um, so then I just started to get really worried and really paranoid again. And what does Amanda do when she's really weird and worried and paranoid? Like, I just start collecting data. Like, so I went and I looked at the call logs and I saw that there was a lot of calls, like, to a local number in Phoenix. And when I say, like, a lot of calls, like, multiple a day. And, like, some of them were, like, 60 to 90 minutes long. And I'm like who are you talking to for an hour, an hour and a half? Yeah. Like, that's weird. And so, again, to kind of paint the picture, I'm in Alabama with my friend who's healing. I'm taking care of her children, and I'm, like, I should be enjoying this time with, like, my babies. Like, I watched them grow up. And, like, all I can do is have my nose glued to the dog camera because I think that if I hear him say something, like, it'll be beneficial and I could keep it. And so right. I'm, like, glued to it. Right. And, like, sure as shit, like, I heard him having a conversation with a woman. Like, he had the he had the phone on speakerphone. What? And, like, this is the craziest thing. So... <laughs> He has the phone on speakerphone, and he's talking, and I could hear this woman's voice, and, like, I have never, in this whole storyline up until this point, like, I I found out about the girl in Florida because I put two and two together, but I had never seen or heard, like, that they were talking. I saw one phone call, and it led me to that. Right. Now it's an active phone conversation, and the conversation is like, um, well, what's your address? Well, let me come see you. 
and I, there was some conversation about, well, like, where's Amanda? And, like, just, I could hear parts of it, but because it was, like, from a different camera, from a different room, like, I could only hear pieces of it. Well, I heard enough to actually know who it was, because I'm, like, clairvoyant in that way. And while he's on the phone with her, I messaged her on Instagram, and I was like, if you're sleeping with my husband, you need to tell me right now. And so, like clockwork, real time, right? She goes, oh, on the call. And he's like, what? And he's like, she said, she just messaged me. How does she know we're on the phone? And he's like, oh, she probably has cameras in here. Bug my phone. Or it was hilarious, really, because they had no idea. Um, but she had messaged me back, and she's like, I'm not. Like, he wanted to come to, like, a like my kid's game or something like that and I was like well it seems pretty sneaky and I'm like well if if this is the scenario like obviously you know we're married I don't know who you are like I I know who she is um and she actually will have her own episode she's actually a super amazing person like we're friends now yeah which is funny (laughs) but um yeah that was the first time I like heard actually him engaging like with another woman and I was like this is so 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 wild um this specific woman, he has been friends with, like, a like an internet friendship, right? Like, nine years. Jeez. Never met her. And, um, it's... I, see, I will see her name, like, in the past I had seen her name pop up, like, maybe on the car play. And I would be like, who's that? And he'd be like, oh, this is so-and-so, like, my friend. Okay. Well, he's telling me her name. He's giving me, again, he's giving me information, so why would I think that he's lying? Right. Because he's, like, doing it out in the open. Yeah. Like, I never questioned her name when it popped up on the phone because, hey, she's just the friend. She's, like, the bro. Right. Not the case. So, her story's really fantastic, and, I mean, like, the she's a saint and an angel, and I just love her, and it's very devastating what he does to her. Um, but she's just like, yeah, I'm not sleeping with your husband. Um, he actually, he could not not go to Las Vegas when I was in Alabama. He left my dogs alone. What? Yeah. He left my dogs alone and I was coming home like later on that night. I think he probably left at like 10 in the morning and I got home at eight at night and I was like, why? Just like one weekend, one weekend. It was like three days. Well, how could you not? Like, just stay, like, and not go to Vegas. And, um, he's gonna, he's like, yeah, I have to go. It, again, I gotta go for an insurance thing. You don't even do that You're not anymore. doing that anymore. Like, what are you talking about? Um, it, We've yeah. We've past the things that don't give you joy. That's why you're on OF and all that stuff. Totally. And, like, <laughs> so he says that it's, like, a guy that he knew from, like, high school or, like, the gym or something back in Vegas who wants to, like put together this, like, business where this guy has, like, people coming in to, hit, to like, see him for financial stuff or whatever, and that he wanted to develop, a, like, a, like, a bundle that he could give to these people. Like, hey, let's work together to give them product, whatever. But also, like, sounded kind of illegal based <laughs> off of, like, what I know about, like, finance, which is, like, not that much, but, like, I know enough to be dangerous and, like, what's legal and illegal. And it sounded really illegal, and I was like, I don't really like this because, like, we have a legitimate business, and we have, we're married now, so anything that you do now is going to fall back on me. 
And he was like, it's not illegal. We're good. I would never put us in a bad situation. (laughs) Just makes me giggle. I would never put us in a bad situation. Bruh, your life is a bad situation. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed listening to episode five, Sergeant Steroids. There's one thing that has come out of this within the last few weeks that I did not expect. I have been getting so many DMs, texts, messages. I even got a few emails from men who are listening to the podcast. And their reactions are crazy. I was not expecting a widely male audience by any means. But you guys, the feedback is fantastic. So men are hearing this story. And while most of them are like, I want to shake you by the neck like Homer Simpson, they're also like, dude, I, I did not realize that women like think so deeply into the things that they do or the things that we say. And so that makes me happy. I've been spending countless ungodly scary hours on this podcast to get feedback from an audience that I was not expecting and and truly I was expecting like negative feedback from male listeners I I'm so thrilled it makes me feel so good because I'm learning this right now like I'm on my laptop with 17 screens doing all this in my bedroom while my great Danes snore (laughs) so the fact that the message is resonating that y'all are understanding that it's more than just a hey let's rag on someone who has narcissistic personality disorder like it's not this is fucking pure entertainment and it ain't anywhere close to being over yet thank you for listening to the dichotomy diaries i'm your host amanda arnier please do me a favor and review share comment all the things. I appreciate all of you so much and I look forward to speaking with you and continuing to drop really, really incredible, surprising episodes for you. See you next time. It's not over yet.